Welcome to the Roadie Mixtape Podcast, a podcast focused on bringing musicians and people in the music industry together. This episode of the Roadie Mixtape Podcast was recorded, mixed, and mastered at Auburn Recording Studios. Hello, my name is Brad Thibodeau, and I am the host of the Roadie Mixtape Podcast, and we are on episode number two of our mini-episode series here in uh, the winter break, and this is the uh, the episode based off of Studio Blog Part 1, Getting Ready for the Studio. Being a, uh, a recording engineer, I get a lot of people in here who it might be their first time, or they they haven't been in the studio enough to really become familiar with it. Um, and I find that a lot of these people, uh, a lot of these artists have the same questions, concerns, and misconceptions about coming into the studio. Um, so my goal for these, it's a two-part series, so part one and then part two coming up in a couple weeks. My goal is to, uh, to give you the tools and um, shed some light on some things that you might not even be aware that you're doing or that you need to do. Um, so if you've already read the blog, this will be a, a nice, uh, refresher course, but if you haven't, um, pay attention, you know, cause a lot of these I've learned the hard way, both being a musician as well as being an engineer. So the number one trick and tip uh, to get ready to go into the studio seems kind of simple, but it's come to the studio prepared. Um, uh, being an engineer, I have seen and, and worked with tons of people who are not ready to play. Um, they come in, maybe their instruments aren't tuned, uh, maybe their instruments... Um, don't work properly, which we'll get to in a, in a second, but they physically are not ready to play. So when you, when you pay for studio time, usually you pay per hour or per day. Um, and that's, that's, you're, you're losing money by not being ready to go. So come to the studio, be ready to play. That doesn't just mean, um, physically being ready to play. This is also a mental, uh, a mental, preparedness as well uh you need to know your parts you need to know what you're playing you need to know how the songs go um it used to be that a band would would rent a studio for a month and they would write a whole record in the studio um and they would do they would just lock themselves in there for a month and they'd come out with a full-length record and that would be completely normal maybe 30 years ago nowadays it doesn't really work that way usually um you you need to know what you're coming in to do um this if you're a rock band you know like as a drummer you need to know 
what beats you're playing. As a guitarist, you need to know the rhythms. You need to know the chords. Um, bass player, you need to know the chords. You need to know what licks you're playing underneath everything. And solo musicians, you need to, you actually need to know what you're going to play uh, for your solo. I mean, this doesn't mean it has to be written out note for note, but you need to know what you want to play um, in case you run out of time because that happens more often than you would think. Budgets and uh, deadlines, especially if you're working with a label, um, they sneak up on you real, real quick. So being ready to go, uh, knowing what you have to play, um, all these things will make your studio experience uh, more enjoyable and you'll enjoy the, the final product so much better because you'll be prepared and you'll know what you have to do. The second thing, uh, which I, I touched on a little bit in the first part, is have working gear. This is another thing that you think every every musician, everybody who takes themselves seriously as a musician would have working gear. But in fact, the 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 instruments that you play live or in rehearsal don't always measure up when it comes to the studio. Uh, I'm a guitar player, and I can tell you the biggest thing that that changes between stage and studio is that guitars are terribly wired 99% of the time. A, uh, a low cost, anything, honestly, anything under $1,000 will not be soldered or wired correctly. This means you'll have, you'll have uh, um, like shoddy pots crackling um, on your volume or your tone controls. You'll have a poorly grounded guitar, which hums constantly, and that will ruin a recording. So something like that, that you can, you can live with in a rehearsal space or live is something that will not work in a recording uh, scenario. Um, so what this means is that you need to take your instruments to a professional to have them looked at. Uh, guitars and basses should have their strings changed and set up by a, a, a guitar tech. Uh, drummers need to have new heads on all their drums and bring extra heads just in case. So making sure that you have a, uh, a fresh set of strings or fresh heads and keeping everything in tune and working properly is very important. Also with drummers, making sure that your hardware is, uh, is locked tightly and doesn't squeak. Making sure your drum throne doesn't squeak. I've, I've recorded bands where the take was great, and then it was the end of the song, their cymbals were ringing out, and the drummer shifted and squeaked. And we had to do that that section over again because you'll hear it. <laughs> so making sure everything is working properly. There's no squeaky uh sort of things in the uh in the in the hardware. That's uh super key in order to make sure that you have a good sounding record at the end of the day. The last and most important thing to do when getting ready for the studio is to have a positive attitude. It's extremely important and it's extremely easy to get caught up in the fact that you have deadlines and budgets and things always go wrong when you enter the studio. 
having a good attitude when it comes to uh, your bandmates or to yourself. This will keep the recording session going smoothly. If you find yourself getting agitated with yourself or with someone else, don't be afraid to, uh, to, you know, leave, you know, get out and make sure that you are taking care of yourself and you don't bring that negative energy into the room. It's, it's very apparent when, um, something's not going right and someone's getting frustrated because you can see it on their face, you can feel it in the room and that will, that will absolutely translate into the into the recording session. You'll hear it in the music. You'll settle for subpar takes on, on uh, if you're a soloist and you're having trouble with a lick and you've been practicing for months and you know what you want to play and it, it's just not happening today. It can, be, it can be easy to settle for a take that's not great when your bandmate next to you is every time you have to start over he or she, you know, they, they give you a dirty look or, or they're constantly being like, why can't you do it? Come on, you can do it. You can do it in a way that's not in, in positively reinforcing the idea that you are good at what you do. And finally, as far as having a positive attitude is concerned, it's really easy to get lost in time in the studio. Um, most studios are kind of dungeons almost. Um, not a ton of natural light. You're usually stuck in a room with five other people, you know, and it's easy to forget to eat. It's easy to forget to, uh, to drink. It's easy to forget that cup of coffee in the morning. So sometimes when you're, when you're feeling like you're getting a little agitated, a little upset, you know, step out, go for a walk, grab a coffee, grab some food. It's easy to get hangry in the studio, especially when you're in a closed environment with five people who are all, you know, ready to to go and really want this thing out there. So that's the end of Studio Blog Part 1, Getting Ready for the Studio. A quick recap, we want to make sure when we're going into the studio, we want to make sure that we come prepared, that we know what we're doing and we know what we're responsible for. We want to make sure we have working gear. That gear needs to be looked at by a professional, um, and we need to make sure that we have plenty of strings and, and drum heads, and we want to make sure everything's ready to go. And finally, we want to make sure that we have a positive attitude throughout the whole recording session so that the best product will be available at the end. So stay tuned for part two. Um, I've really enjoyed writing these, and I hope you have learned something. If you've gone into the studio and uh, if you have your own tricks and tips or something that you've learned through experience, um, feel free to leave a comment on the blog post that is at www.roadymixtapepod.com. Thanks again for listening.